Hello and welcome to the second episode of The Colour Pink, a brand new podcast all about women, talking about all that kind of women's stuff. Before I get started, you can go and follow us over at Twitter at Colour Pink Pod, that's colour spelt the English way with a U, and you can tweet us in any questions, anything you'd like to get involved with, or just let us know what you think of the podcast. But anyway, enough of that, kicking off, I am today joined by the wonderful Alice Arnold. Hello. Oh, I get a little clap. That's yeah. so cute. Everyone on the podcast gets a, a, a one, oh, a one-handed applause. That's such a lovely warm welcome. <laughs> I love that. How are you, Alice? I'm great. How are you? I'm really, really good. I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Of course. Um, a little reason why um, I think, well, you know why you're on the podcast today is because you are like a diehard feminist. Yeah, definitely. I I kind of have that reputation as well. Exactly. And that is something we're going to talk about today, about um, kind of being the feminist friend. Yeah, that's definitely me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, a reason why I wanted to bring you onto the podcast um, is about this whole feminist friend type thing. And um, so you're a first year at yeah, uni. I'm first year. I'm a third year. So we only met this year. Mm-hmm. And immediately one of the things that we instantly bonded over was our feminism. Yeah. I think when you meet someone like that, you get such a buzz and warmth. Yeah. Like, because you just, you're like you're my people <laughs> I I interviewed someone um last Friday uh, about women in film and immediately sat down and I was like oh I love you yeah because <laughs> you, you know that you uh, agree on such fundamental things yeah. isn't it um so my first question to you something we can talk about is when did you first start identifying as a feminist um I would say it was around 15 and 16 so I think I was kind of youngish to start mm. looking into feminism but I, I don't know some some people might have done it like a lot younger than me but I was in, towards the end of year 11, I started looking into it and I was really interested in it, but I didn't really know anything about it until year 12 when I was 16 and I started doing a project on it. And then I just started looking more and more into it and I just became more and more passionate about it the more I did it. Yeah, for me, like, that's definitely, I think, a bit younger than me. Because I think I remember being in college and thinking about things like, I don't think it's right how women are being treated, but I don't really know how to talk about it plus I was doing musical theatre in college so gender's a whole you know other thing over there <laughs> just throw it away the yeah. spectrum's all over the place <laughs> exactly um but I remember I never like actually identified as a feminist up until I think I was about maybe 19 20 because mm-hmm. I don't think I actually I thought there was a lot of like bad connotations yeah with, um, being called a feminist because people are like really quick to like slag feminists off they're very quick to judge I Mm. for ages hated saying it even though I knew that I was one I hated saying it because Mm. I knew like the sort of things that you would get instantly like I had it at my school as well like from people that worked there which was so weird that's so weird yeah no right okay (laughs) tell me about this at your people who worked at your school okay so I sent around a questionnaire as part of my um project which was about feminism in the 21st century mm. is it still needed is it like worth having um and they were like i went into their office once it was kind of the technician's office you used to go there to print things mm. or like if you had some com- you needed some computer help and i went in there and all of the guys that worked there were just like oh look who it is it's little miss feminist and i was like okay Ew. Just, just come to print off some work you know <laughs> Didn't come here to be attacked. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and they were like, you know, you can't have equality and feminism in the same sentence. And I was like, what is happening? That's crazy. And they kept saying things. And I didn't know enough about it at that moment to be able to actually, like, respond coherently. So I was just like, oh, I'm just going to print some work off and then leave. (laughs) Leave and then go cry. Yeah. And then I told the person that was running my project, she was like, 
Really? And I was like, that's that's crazy. (laughs) Because I remember very much when I was on like the Tumblr age, Hmm. um, I remember following a few Tumblrs that massively slagged off feminists and like found myself agreeing with them because I found like, and I'm still kind of bad for this. I'm so, I can be so easily swayed. And by like very strong opinions, but I'm much better at it now. <laughs> um, it was it was always like saying like feminism is like it's bad, it's all man hating and all that. Um, and actually, there was like women like on on blogs who were men men's rights activists because they actually believed that yeah. it was more of a problem for men. Uh, and the whole egalitarian, we should call ourselves egalitarian and not oh, yeah. feminists. I I have run about that once. <laughs> I was a little bit drunk. It didn't make much sense. But <laughs> it didn't make the it cut. was very funny. Um, yeah, when people try and use that word. I think I think this is really important to talk about is why we use the word feminist is mm, because absolutely. you're paying tribute to what the women did before you to gain those rights and those yeah. opportunities for us. Like, there have always been times when men have been oppressed too. It's just been that at that moment, women were very oppressed and it's those women that broke through that and they did so many things for us and I feel like not using that word would not be paying tribute to what they did absolutely and I think all gender's problems comes from the patriarchal society that we live in yeah definitely I think that a lot of the problems that men face in in oppression and things is definitely because of the standard that they are told they have to live up yeah. to and that is part of the patriarchy and yeah and that's absolutely why we all need feminism mm-hmm. absolutely um so as as anyone can tell if you're listening to this we are we are feminists <laughs> we proudly identify as feminists definitely <laughs> um i think for me and i think we sort of touched on this we get a lot of crap about being feminists sometimes yeah, like i am i'm definitely known as like the feminist like the girl who like cares about women like god forbid um <laughs> Because even a little thing when um, someone, um, Leonie, she was looking yeah. for someone um, to, one of Alice's friends, and also my friend, yeah. um, <laughs> she was looking for someone to appear on video and talk about feminism, and this was in a big room of people that this was announced, and everyone looked at me, yeah. and I was like, I mean, yes, I'll partake, but do you have to stare? Yeah, I know. I, I used to have that, especially in secondary school. No one I really knew in secondary school cared about that stuff yeah. and I'd even talk to like really really close friends with me and they'd be like oh it's such a stupid word and you why are you identifying as that mm. and don't why do you not like men do you just hate them I'm like no yeah and like I don't have I don't want to I don't hate men and as well with um with my sexuality as well because I identify as bisexual and I was with a girl for like the past year yeah everyone was like oh so you just hate men then you don't want to oh, be near them I'm God. like no, no, I promise I don't. <laughs> I just happen to fancy a girl. It's yeah. Like, it's not the same. <laughs> and I think, yeah, a, a lot of my friends, like, yeah, especially at school, they definitely believe in the same things that I believe, but wouldn't necessarily call themselves feminists because all the crap they get. Because I, I definitely feel like, especially now I'm at university, because when I got to university, and you might have found this as well, um, is that a lot more people were up for the discussion. They, mm. they wanted to hear the conversation. They wanted to be a part of the debate. But one thing I have found is that people genuinely, like, I feel like they try and start arguments with me. Yeah, I've had that where people know, like you were, I think you said, mentioned to me earlier, they know what your opinion is. Yes. So they, they kind of want to attack you because they already know what you're going to exactly. say. So it's they've like, got plans it's to like when come at you. You've got like a sibling that's winding you up, trying to get a reaction yeah, out of you. Exactly. And do you know what's <laughs> terrible? I'm a sucker for getting wound up. Like, and I will react. And then it just gets, and then people are laughing and I'm like, please stop laughing. These are my beliefs. Yeah. I See, I used to be quite bad at getting really wound up. I've tried my best. I've calmed myself down yeah. quite a bit now. But I would 
the I would go on so many rants and, <laughs> and now I'm just like, oh, it's not worth it. Yeah. Just calmly say what you mean and if they don't get it then it's not worth it exactly it it, it can like ruin like a lunch time for me just like hanging yeah. out if people just try and start an argument with me and i'm like well actually i, I really fundamentally disagree with you yeah and i i care i will listen to what you say yeah it doesn't mean i have to agree and you can do the same to me yeah it, it is i do find a lot and um i'd love to know like everyone else's opinions on this and if they feel like this happens to them but it, i genuinely do feel like people will say stuff or like look at me in a certain way when something's getting brought up because they know like I believe in a certain way because like things like say like the gender pay gap whenever that gets brought up and like so many people like to say that it's a myth I mean I get oh it's posted or on Facebook and things like that yeah especially on social media it's even worse because I'm like no don't respond it's not worth it um it's it seems to be easy to ignore it but it's not it's not easy no um and yeah, the thing about the gender pay gap, I don't know so much about it that I can talk enough about it. Mm. That's I kind of want to learn more about it so that when people talk But to that's me, the thing, you feel like you've got to be do. on top of all of your knowledge yeah, to literally. be able to defend yourself. Yeah, um, well, the gender pay gap is not a literal men and women in the same job get paid differently. Yeah. It's overall. Oh, it's so much uh, more than It's so than complex. That. It's, <laughs> I, can't, I can't even... Yeah, if someone yeah. starts a fight with me about the blooming gender pay gap again this is my <laughs> public service announcement please stop it i've had enough another thing that i struggle with is when to make it about gender because sometimes like i really try and like check myself like if i if i'm just overreacting and like if i'm just jumping to conclusions um, but do you ever feel like that if you you, mm. you immediately think it's a gender thing and then you're like well maybe it's not and i'm being sensitive yeah i constantly feel like um, if a social issue is brought up, I'm like, okay, is that something that I think about as a feminist, or can I just look at it through, um, like a say a normal person, like everyone? <laughs> I feel like everyone should be a feminist, but I feel like um, yeah, I we'll try to it. like sometimes separate that um, that thought, and it's very because my feminist thoughts are very straight to the point and I don't mm. think them through necessarily all the time yeah. and I definitely do that a lot and I definitely do think about it in terms of gender a lot as well because there's so many different types of feminism when it comes to different types of gender and race and sexuality yeah. and there's so many different parts of it that I'm like I constantly think about it it's literally my whole life <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh your your brain is literally like seeping yeah all of this intersectional feminine, feminist feminist yeah. stuff <laughs> yeah i just i i do honestly think i know i'm a very like standoffish person and but i do find myself getting offended and like immediately like i do believe it's about gender and do you know one thing is that like really really annoys me that i feel like people should being your feminist friend you should know better than to comment on things like my appearance and how i'm looking today yeah. the amount of times you don't look very happy I'm sorry, am I not smiling enough for you? I apologise. I've had, oh, just smile. I'm like, okay, I, I'm just not in the mood. Yeah. I'm all right. And like, I, fi- I honestly find um, sometimes if I am just not happy about one thing, people will immediately assume I'm in the worst mood. Like, oh, you're in a bad mood today. Yeah. I'm so- or, what? or if you're telling someone to do something, you're just being really bossy. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I just I know a lot about this, so I think I know what to say mm. here and tell you what to do. The best situation for it. The thing is, though, I am quite bad for get, trying to get people to smile, but I think that's because I want to. <laughs> I want to make everyone happy. 
I'm like a person that yeah. constantly wants to make people happy. So I'm like, oh, come on, you have a smile. And like, oh, I'm terrible for it. I think it's different when you're trying to like yeah. cheer someone up and you're like, come on, give us a smile. Then yeah. going up to someone and saying, you look miserable today. Yeah. Or you, or things like, you look, you look so much better when you smile. I think I look fine <laughs> as I am. Thank you. <laughs> like, leave off, please. Yeah. Um, but one thing about the bossy thing, um, it was uh, International Women's Day the other week, 8th of March. Felt Honestly, I woke up and I felt like it was my birthday. I don't know why. <laughs> I just felt really good that day. Um, and I went to uh, a conference that um, DMU put on. And um, one thing that um, one of the speakers talked about was if you get called bossy, if you get called you know this, that and the other, which are generally assigned to women um, and not men, she was like, take it as a compliment. Mm. And I was like, yes. So now, if anyone will call me bossy, I will definitely take it as a compliment. But I do not know how to deal with people trying to start arguments with me about feminism. Oh, I know. I, especially when people ask, like, want to talk to me about it that don't really understand it. Mm. If they're willing to just listen, then I get that. But yeah. when they're, like, wanting to start an argument and they don't know anything, not like they don't know anything altogether, I mean, about my point of view, and they won't listen to me. Yeah then I'm like, what's the point of having this argument if you're not actually going to pay attention to what I'm saying? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, the worst. It's exhausting and constant as well. (laughs) I don't know if she'll want me to say this, but it'd be funny anyway. (laughs) Um, I had a conversation with my sister, and this was a couple of years ago now, so like, I don't know if her opinion's changed. It probably Mm. has. She's a good egg. Um, But we were having an argument once, and you know when you're arguing with siblings, it's it's quite relentless, and she's older than me, so she knows better. But... um, talking about feminism and she was like no I don't like the word most of the conversations I have is because they don't like the word or they think it's man-hating and I was trying to when you have an argument with your sibling they try and take the the higher ground and they're like oh well let's just leave it and I'm like no we can't leave it (laughs) we can't just leave it like that that's not how it works and you need to understand what I'm saying yeah yeah okay I have an article here from August 2017 because it's the most recent one I can do it is from a women's fashion magazine (laughs) But the title is Rejoice. Over two thirds of young British women identify as feminists, but there's still work to do. Um, And I feel like it's hard to find a percentage for this, but I do actually feel like it is becoming more trendy to be a feminist. And I I worry sometimes that people are going to just identify as it and not actually know too much about it. Yeah. And not that that's a problem, because obviously if you want to believe in equal rights and opportunities, then you should be a feminist. But I just worry about it causing even worse reputation for (laughs) us because the reason why a lot of people don't like the idea of feminism is because of the reputation we have, Mm. um, because of the man-hating reputation, and and that's that's that we're all crazy lesbians. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Which is weird because now we're in like I believe some people think we're in the fifth wave of feminism, which is a lot. What? But. For me, it's, I the, I read an article once that was about how this is the fifth wave, but I would say it's still the third wave to me. I'm definitely um, a third wave. Yeah, um, but the first and second waves were kind of things where it had to be, because there were so many rights we didn't have. There are a lot more rights that we have, especially in the first world, mm. that we have now, but that doesn't get rid of all the stigma and all the unconscious bias and Absolutely. things that still exist. And I think that's why people struggle with feminism, because they're mm. like, well, we have all these rights, you can do whatever you want. Like, no, you can't now, because you can't. Um, people still have these perceptions and things of women, even if they don't think about it, they're still there. Yeah. And even about men as well. There's so many things that you think about, and I'm guilty of it too. 
because it's an unconscious bias that we've had yeah. put into us. It's like from, ingrained. Yeah, like like in our bones. We learn that, yeah, <laughs> from the media and so many other things like yeah. since we've been born. Um, and that's what feminism in the first world is really about, I think. Mm-hmm. It's about recognising that unconscious bias because if you know it's there, then you can try and overcome it and stop that barrier from y- yourself and from other people around you. Nice. Deep. Thank you. Hashtag deep. Work. <laughs> <laughs> um, a few weeks ago, I think it was, you gave me a load of book recommendations. Yeah. Uh, I've yet to read any. <laughs> Apologies. Fine. But I thought we could share some of your book recommendations because you, it was your like uh, year 13 essay. You had to yeah. like read all of these books. Mm-hmm. It was recommended that I had to read a lot of books and articles and um, the articles are long forgotten. Um, <laughs> but the books, I can still remember a few. Um there's one I'll mention first that I haven't actually read, I do have to say, but I think it's really important if you're going to, if you want to get into reading feminist books, and it's The Female Urchin by Jermaine Greer. Um, it's from the 1970s, and it's kind of all about um, how traditional families and nuclear families and things like that kind of represses women's sexuality and mm. and just them sexually. Um and it's meant to be really interesting. I just haven't got around to read it. But if you want a really academic viewpoint of things like that, then that's a good one. You just have to read it now. Yep. You're not a certified feminist yet, Alice, because oh. you haven't read The Female Urge. Yeah, because <laughs> I haven't read Jermaine Greer. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one is The Beauty Myth by Naomi Wolf, who's also a renowned feminist. I think she's a, a journalist in that sort of area. Um, and the full name is how uh, The Beauty Myth, How Images of Beauty Are Used Against Women. And it's kind of all about um, how women feel pressured by the media. It's it's definitely all about um, how women's body image and mm. things in the media like are pushed on them. But that was in the 1990s, so it's kind of interesting that that before a lot of social media yeah. was still an issue. For sure. And I think it would definitely still be relevant um, today. Uh, Caitlin Moran, um, also really kind of well known in the feminist world if you would um she's got three books i've only read the first one uh which is how to be a woman mm. um and that's kind of like a mix of biography is the right word yeah 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 uh, biography mixed with like her ideas of today so they go back to all this all the way to back to when she was a kid yeah and all the things she experienced um as a girl and things like that and um it's really interesting actually it's quite fun to read as well because mm. she she's stories funny. in it yeah yeah uh, but she's also got how to build a girl and manifesto yeah. that I haven't got around to. I yet. have read How to Build a Girl, which is it's a fiction book, but mm-hmm. it's like based on her growing up and it is so funny. Is it's it? so good. And it's literally it's a really good read for like feel like trying to find yourself as a young woman. Yeah. And like finding like your sexuality and just finding like your identity. Mm. Yeah. But I would definitely recommend that one. Yeah. I, I will read it eventually. I have got it. Someone <laughs> bought it me for Christmas because they know me so well. Um and the other one I have is Laura Bates, which is everyday sexism. So mm. Everyday Sexism started as a website. Yeah. Um, so she was experiencing things and she mentioned it to a few people and they were like, mm, I don't really, I don't think like that's actually a thing. I think you're just like <laughs> imagining it. That doesn't happen. Um, so she made a website where people can post experiences that they've had um, and things like that. And then she's made it into kind of like a book yeah. with like different sections like women in the media, what about men? And like with like Twitter things and statistics and stuff. And it's really interesting. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. So awesome. they're the ones I have at the minute. Lovely. Yeah. Alice's book recommendations there. <laughs> I just remembered one more thing I wanted to um, tell. I don't think I've told you about this because this happened before you came to university. Okay. Um, it's one thing that I found from being the feminist friend 
So basically, I was in this huge group chat and um, the student union elections was being brought up. And here at um, our student's union at um, DMU, uh, we have a women's rep, Mm -hmm. as most student unions do, as far as I'm aware. And people, um, I say people, some of the men (laughs) of the group started talking about um, how they didn't feel like there was a need for the women's representative. Mm. And um, why don't we have an equality representative? And I honestly wanted to bash my face (laughs) into the desk because um, I was so angry. And I actually, I ended up like not arguing. And, but what was beautiful is that even though I think everyone expected me to argue, it's that so many, many more people were saying, don't be ridiculous. You know, and like, because an equality rep would be ridiculous because that's equality then for women. That's uh, sorry for all genders, um, all races, all sexualities, mm. um, disability, etc., etc., etc. Not one person can fit that job role. No, I think this reminds me of I watched a video by um, a YouTuber called Hannah Witten, mm. who's great. I love her, um, and she did a video with another YouTuber who was a guy, and they talked about experiences with men and women and this sort of idea of having certain things for just women and then well what about the men's one and what he said which was i found really interesting was yeah that's great but at the moment we're focusing on this in this area if you want one for men that's great we can set that up but we can talk about them separately Mm. and bring them together but it's important to have that separation because there are very different experiences. You can't fit everything into one yeah, absolutely. area. Um, and I always get on International Women's Day. When's International Men's Day? It's in November, just so you know. <laughs> it's a thing. But yeah, having that separation, I think, is really important. Yeah. And that's why we have intersexual fe- feminism. It's not feminism if we don't have that. But also, it's okay for us to talk about things separately. Absolutely. Like, we're, we're two white women. Yep. We don't know anything about what it's like to be... Um, a lesbian in yeah. um or or a black woman or a black woman yeah. or um i don't know anything about your religion or anything yeah. like that like we don't we don't know that but we can only say what we know and exactly. as much as we can find out exactly what a beautiful sentiment thank you and i even after that group chat conversation i wrote an article titled where's the men's representative <laughs> That ruffles some feathers. I would love to read that. (laughs) I will send it to you. Thank you. Um, That's a little insight into the feminist friend. We could go. I think we could go on for ages. Yeah. But I think my top tips, if you're listening to this and you're not the feminist friend, but you know the feminist friend, stop making arguments with them. And if you actually want a thoughtful discussion, just ask them their opinion. Yeah. If you're really that interested, and listen to it. Don't ask them and just be like, okay, cool. Then, like, if lol. You, if you're actually interested, ask them. If you're not, yeah. then don't don't bother. Yeah. It's all right. They'll be okay with not necessarily talking about it. We should start a it. feminist friend support group. Yeah. <laughs> They'll find a feminist friend to talk about it, so they don't need to bother you that often. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, Alice, thank you so much for joining thank me. Thank you for having me. Uh, where can we follow you on social media? You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Alice Arnold May, May with a Y. How else would you spell May? Some people play it with an I. <laughs> it's weird. I've had so many people be like, so that's, oh, I can't find you. That's like, Alice Arnold May with a Y. <laughs> with a Y. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please go and follow us on Twitter at ColourPinkPod. If there's anything you'd like us to cover here, like to talk about some funny stories, please go and share them with us. Um, DMs are open if you don't want to share it publicly. Uh, but thank you so much for listening.
Bye. Say bye, Alice. Bye. <laughs> Yay.